Why should I be frightened of dying? See no reason for it. You better go sometimes. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. It's been a while since I've done a podcast episode, but I saw this recent NDE and thought it'd be worth sharing. It's coming to us from Spain. It happened to a man named Miguel, and he was put on a ventilator from a bad case of COVID. This occurred in December of 2021, and so it's quite recent, relatively. And he has a very interesting, although somewhat impersonal, but deeply symbolic experience. I found this account on the nderf.org website, and as always, we'll post a link to this story in the description of this episode. And with all of that, I think we will now dive right in. This is Miguel's near-death experience. Quote, I went to the emergency room from COVID. I was kept under sedation from December 28, 2021 until February 3, 2022. During that time frame, I had an experience where I saw myself in an endless room. I was standing and facing a wall which extended endlessly to the right and the left of me. This wall was about 10 to 13 feet away and 10 feet high. The wall did not have any color. It only reflected light that shone on it. I turned my head to look behind me and saw a rectangular opening in the ground behind my feet. I saw that a long staircase zigzagged downward from that opening. In the far distance, the staircase ended up next to a little ball, like a golf ball. I knew it was planet Earth, and I remember feeling that envy, selfishness, greed, evil were flying there, and that goodness and innocence were devoured. Looking forward again, I saw walking shadows to my left. I knew that they were human beings like me. I could see the outline of their shadow perfectly, their feet, body, arms, and head. But within those outlines, everything was black. I could not see their face, eyes, or any details since it was all black. I felt them thinking, what is this? What has happened to us? We are disoriented, confused. They didn't realize that they were all moving backwards and to my left, away from the wall. The wall acted as a boundary that forced them to choose a side. They could go left to the dark side or right to the luminous side. These shadow people zigzagged left towards the darkness. The darkness engulfed them little by little as they walked deeper into the darkness. I didn't see demons or angels, nor did I hear anything. To my right, it was the same, but the shadows moved away from the wall and towards the light that got more and more intense. I noticed that about eight times more shadows chose the darkness rather than the light. I was not afraid, nor did I feel any pain. I was standing alone and not moving my feet. I don't remember more. 
I don't know what day I had this experience. I was sedated for two months and a few days. I know I was over there. Maybe Jacob's ladder was a myth, based on the wall I saw. I had never seen it in any previous NDE story that could have suggested this to me. I feel like my life now is a gift, and I am still trying to understand this experience. End quote. So that was Miguel's near-death experience. Many thanks to him for wanting to share that with us. This experience gets into the medically murky area of someone having an experience while under sedation or in a coma. I don't know what kind of brain activity is expected when someone is under that level of sedation to be on a ventilator, but perhaps there could be something going on while they're under. You do hear from time to time people saying that while I was under sedation, I had a dream or had this transformative experience, and they can report these things when they wake up. That said, I would emphasize as always that if someone does have a dream or a NDE or some kind of experience while under sedation, it's not like they are consciously choosing the experience. The NDE is happening of its own accord. It's happening unconsciously. The images and the things people see and feel are not being consciously manipulated or created because obviously the person is not at the driver's seat. So any brain activity which could account for these experiences is happening of its own accord and any images that they see would be coming from an unconscious source. I think that is a very important fact to remember when people tend to write off these experiences as just an overactive brain because it is an experience weaving itself through the firing of neurons or otherwise that the person is not consciously in control of and therefore we can say that it is coming from nature itself if we want to stick to a natural sort of perspective on things and not necessarily a spiritual one although the lines between those can get quite blurry over the summer my brother had asked me what my takeaway from reading all these near-death experiences was. And I told him that, well, they're all different. And he didn't think that was a very good answer. But if we stop to think about it, I think it is quite profound and should make us question a lot of our deeply held beliefs. The fact that the things people see when they are dying or on the verge of death are virtually all different from one another. There's some crossover, there's some similarities between NDEs, but each one is going to be individual and unique and different. 
I bring that up because Miguel's speculation that his staircase, which he saw, might be the basis of the Jacob's Ladder myth is a trend that I often see among people talking about near-death experiences. There's a tendency to physicalize them, to say that everyone is going to, when they die, see the same things, that my experience is what everyone is going to experience, that sort of thing, that he witnessed something which then he sees a parallel in a religious story and assumes it's based on the same thing that he saw. And that's understandable, of course. It's natural that people are going to want to look for parallels in trying to understand this mind-bending, transcendental experience that they have. There's no words, there's no concepts which can really prepare you for that. But I would urge us to try to remember that everyone's experience is different and that Miguel's experience is real, but only for Miguel. And what makes a bit more sense when you factor in all the variety of people's experiences, all the different heavens and the different situations that they see once they die, that the only connecting tissue between all these things is the language of symbolism. And Miguel is correct in that Jacob's Ladder and Miguel's Staircase are both symbols representing the same idea. That idea is something like heaven and the afterlife are on a different level than the earth and one must climb or have a means to go up and down to reach them. That seems to me to be the basic idea which is being expressed by these two symbolic images of the ladder and the staircase. All of that is to say that I think we must resist the urge to physicalize these experiences. I've seen people talking about the afterlife like it's a physical geographical place where they try to map it out like first you hit the void and then there's the tunnel and then you hit the field of light and so on and so forth. That is a fruitless endeavor. I understand the interest in wanting to understand what happens after we die, but I think we have to take a different approach. And we are so used to physical, material things we can touch that it takes a bit of a leap to try to see what connects all of these different uh, experiences that people have. How can people go to the same place when they die? There's so many different things that people see. For instance, Miguel sees a wall, which is a symbolic image in itself. And then he sees beings which are completely black, which are blindly confronted with this wall and seem to grope their way in the darkness that some find themselves 
heading towards the light and others off further into the darkness. It's a very pessimistic take on humanity. Miguel, in his experience, sees that eight times the amount of beings are being led into the darkness rather than those finding the light. There's a lot of different ways to analyze that symbolic image. You could say that most people are finding their way into evil and unconsciousness as opposed to goodness and and awareness or enlightenment. They're literally heading into the light. And there you have an example of a symbol which has no bottom in how deep it goes. It, it touches the very fundamentals of being and, and the deepest parts of who we are. And so there's no end to how to interpret it. But it's basically something along the lines of the choice between good and evil. So there's something universal there, something that we all can relate to as human beings. But the form that it is taking is specific to Miguel, and it belongs to him alone. This is his experience, and no one else should take this experience as any proof or any validity of of what's to come in the afterlife for them. What we can do is we can look to our own experiences, our own inner images and life on the outside as well, and see what truths are reflected in, in some of these NDEs that people have. If we see a ladder stretching to heaven in our own experience, how can we understand that? What does that represent? We can look to others' experiences and myths and religious stories to do that, to make sense of that. And then at the same time to accept that not everyone is going to see the same thing when they die. I think this symbolic perspective is necessary to take NDE seriously and to try to understand how all roads are leading in different directions but end up at the same place. I think with that we will wrap things up. Thank you very much for listening today and thanks again to Miguel for wanting to share his experience with us. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use or share it with a friend because that really helps us out. And I will be back in the near future with more near-death experiences to read. And until then, I hope you all stay safe and well. Bye.